Hello, welcome to another Discovery of the Self with me, Jerry Staunton. I hope that your days are long and that a bitch in heat romances your leg in the month of August. For this session, I'd like you to imagine that you're a lumberjack chopping wood in the forest of British Columbia. Sweat on your brow, the buttons on your check shirt loosen and a single bead of sweat drips down from your manly bosom or man tits as I call them. Topless, you now leap from tree to tree looking for wood. Some call this image a fantasy. I call it a Tuesday. In the distance, you see a group of mooses. Ha, that's funny. I'm not really ever sure what the collective term is for more than one moose. Ever notice? Ever notice how you never really see more than one moose on a TV show or even being talked about? Ever notice that? Maybe it's just moose for both the singular and the plural, like sheep. I'm thinking as I speak now, but I've definitely been called a moose fucker before, and I'm pretty sure the guy calling me that was saying that I fuck a lot of different moose, and not just the one specific moose. Could you imagine being a lad who had sex with one moose and everyone calls you a moose fucker? You'd have to qualify it by saying, look lads, it was only one moose. But they'd still be right to call you that. <laughs> Funny thing, the English language, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, the five moose leave, and all you see... Actually, after saying five moose, that, that doesn't sound right to me. I'm going to go back to saying mooses for, for the rest of the meditation. Ah, fuck it, we're near the end, so it doesn't really matter. So the five mooses leave... And all they leave behind was a brunch ice cream. That's just a little bit too melty. You walk towards it, feeling the cool Canadian breeze blowing all over your body. First you feel it on your eyelashes. Then you feel it behind your ears. And then you feel the blowing on your lip shaft. (laughs) You've now reached a place of inner discovery and are ready for another Canary podcast with Martin Angolo and Jarris Daunton. And you may find yourself living in a shotgun shack. And you may find yourself in another man's pair of trousers. And you may find yourself behind the wheel of a shit-hot tractor. And you may find yourself in an affordable house with a woman who wants to die. And you may say to yourself, why the fuck am I living in Casabar? Hello and welcome to another Canary in a Comedy Goldmine. Uh, nice to see you, to see you nice, Mr. Jer Staunton. How's it going, Jer? I don't agree with that song. Casabar is a grand spot. Uh, uh, I'll, just, I'll just read the lyrics before, before we record them next time, just to be sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for ruining that. Hey, what have you, what have you been up to? Any, um, any news? No, not a lot. No, no, no gigs or anything really. Well, Just obviously. Did a bit of work. Did a bit of work. Anything interesting? Writing a few scripts and stuff. <sighs> okay. Here, here's something. I was in a hotel the other night. Were you really though? Yeah, uh, and I said to the receptionist, um, "I hope the pornographic films in the room are disabled." And she said, "No, they're just standard." <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, and we're off. Yeah, we are. See, it's not, it's not open with a gag. 
Yeah, rather than a fucking meditation every time. You're you're talking about your fucking scripts or whatever. You we we want some gags on this. Go on then, do it. Well, yeah, I did, I just did one, didn't I? Uh, there's one for you. You do you do the bullet point there. There's a gag for you. Where is it? Let me. Yeah. Let me tell you, folks. I crushed some garlic the other day. Oh, did you? Yeah. It asked me out on a date, and I had to turn it down. See, that's a nice clean joke. Isn't mm, it? Yeah, I suppose. Do something a bit edgier. Go on. Okay, you, you do the next joke. <laughs> I have to do the edgier. <laughs> yeah. I was in the playground earlier. And oh, woman, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. And a woman came up to me and said, are you taking photos of my child with an iPhone? And I said, I'm taking photos of your child, but it's not what you think. She said, what is it then? I said, a Samsung Galaxy. That was always going to be the end. Of it. <laughs> it's a bit edgier. It's not a fucking pullback in movie. Yeah. <laughs> fucking pride curtain takes all day to fucking open. Oh, Okay. So uh, a bit of news for me. I was at another house party recently. You're not supposed to go to house parties. You can't have to. What are you eating as well? Hula hoops. Brown, brown hula hoops. I'm trying to. I'm trying to do an anecdote. Go on. Fill some time. Yeah, it was less than ten people. It was fine. Or ten. I think that's the limit, isn't it? I don't know. Were you distant? Yeah. Or you sure. Were wearing the. Face I wasn't even invited. I wasn't invited. All right. So, so I was at another house party. I was at one last week. Remember with all the Roy Keynes. Yeah, yeah. So this is a different one, and lots of people there. And I was midway through the party, and I realised these house parties. They're a great opportunity to network. Oh, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing that with your face? <laughs> you just pulled the face. So it's a great opportunity to network. So I go to one of the bedrooms, right? And it's one of those parties where all the, you know, all the coats, they put all the coats in a spare bedroom on the bed. All right, yeah. So I'm, put, I'm going in there to put my coat on the bed. And who's there but Eddie Doyle? Do you remember the, him? The former RTE commissioner. He used to be the commissioner of comedy for RTE. He now works yeah. for the BBC. So no need to really network with him, is it? He's the kind of guy you don't really don't want to piss off and make to look like a fool. So anyway, he's going through everyone's coats looking for anything he can get his hands on. And uh, his, his, his pockets are full. He One of his pockets is full of guacamole from the snack table. Oh, really? Yeah, very weird. Strange, yeah. And uh, his other pocket is full of brown hula hoops. Very strange, right? Yeah. And uh, he's surprised to see me. I immediately start networking. I say, Eddie, baby, look at me. I have a TV idea. A cookery show with me and Lucy Kennedy. I have to prepare a meal I've never cooked before. But here's the twist. What about Lucy, you say? She's in the fucking oven. Every time I fuck up the recipe, the oven temperature rises by another 20%. Percent. Degrees. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he didn't go for it. Yeah. That's why. That's exactly why he didn't go yeah. for it. I said, I said percent. I should have said... I said I Other said than degrees. that. He, was, yeah, was he wasn't hit. interested. Luckily, I had one more pitch, though. All right. Yeah. I said, movie magic. A bunch of men from Honolulu fly planes into a Japanese naval base. Yes, it's a bit like Pearl Harbor, but this time the Hawaiians are the fucking cons. Didn't go for it. That's actually, we pitched it. We're waiting to get oh, funding. Is it, if we get funding by the PAI, <laughs> <laughs> it might get made. So that was, my, um, yeah, that was my little anecdote. Yeah, you've been busy. Um, I actually prepared something myself uh, for this episode. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Sound the paper moving. What's, right? Yeah, yeah, no, really, like, with all this free time, you know, over lockdown, like, I've I've been doing a lot of things, and uh, I've actually been dabbling in erotic fiction. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I've nearly finished the book, so I thought I might read you a piece for the show. Sure. You know, like, the way that Blind Boy sometimes reads a story on his podcast, and his is actually popular. Um, so, you know, don't take the piss out of this. Um, 
arriving at his destination. Our hero stands confidently in his black jumper, denim jeans and converse. It's you. But I don't know, we'll see. He's here for one reason and one reason only. To pick up a hot woman. He wipes the crumbs out of his beard, it could be, and pulls his difficult trousers up because he forgot to wear a belt. Exactly like you. Mm, that's how ready for action he is. He wants it badly and he's coming to the right place. So he enters Tesco and immediately grabs a basket and starts filling it with cucumbers. Eventually, an attractive woman walks his way. Hello, my name is Jer Staunton. Three quid on Amazon, yeah? <laughs> the woman seemed timid, but replied, Hi, my name's Emer. How old are you, Jer? I'm in my late thirties. <laughs> I'm not even. What do you do yourself, Emer? Oh, I don't really have anything to do since I recently divorced. <laughs> uh, oh, what led to the breakup? He actually cheated on me with another woman and that's how I ended up with chlamydia. <coughs> it's symptomless in men though. <laughs> Here Emer, could I interest you in a cucumber? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's enough of that, that's enough of that. Oh, Jesus uh, Christ. The best six quid you ever spent. <laughs> That should be the whole podcast. Yeah, yeah. Let's be honest. But uh, here, I want to know one thing, because I'm assuming it's been hard for you, because uh, uh, you haven't been able to travel to the north of England. It must be difficult. Yeah, I never really went there very often. I did, though. If you remember, uh, I set up recording devices. Remember, I set up recording devices in the north of England, because you were over there with the girlfriend. I don't remember, but go on. What did you record? Well, basically, I forgot to turn them off, and because uh, you're your, your garlic lover. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> She, she, I, I still recorded it and she's been there alone so okay, right. maybe we can listen to what she's been up to Why listen to what she's doing while she's on her own in the north of England <laughs> let's have a gander <laughs> oh dear I've been really missing you throughout all of this your kisses were the best and your fish fingers and egg dinners were to die for what I really miss is how you'd finish me off at night I'd start the joke and then you'd come in with punchline I can imagine it now. I'd say whatever happened to the Dutchman with the inflatable shoes, and you'd say... He popped his clogs, dear. Ha, <laughs> that were a funny joke. Sometimes I'd like it harder, though. A joke where you'd be doing something nasty, like doing a bad murder, or being like a paedophile. You'd cook and clean for me, and you'd tell me blue jokes all the time in exchange for four to five months. I'd let you absolutely hang out the back of me. We haven't done anything for a long time now, Jer. I used to think our relationships has been unbreakable tub, but now I'm worried that soon it'll be all over, all over, all over. So I'm writing you this letter. How did I reply to her at the end of the punchline if she's writing a letter? Is it a fancy? Mm. And I hope that it finds you well and that destiny will bring you to my door. Oh my... Oh my love, I hope it's... What are you doing here? What the fuck am I doing here? 
Good question. I'm Billy fucking Burns, the greatest fucking manager on this side of the Atlantic, and you want to know why I'm here? I do. I'm here because I fucking love you. That's why, you fat fuck. But I can't, Bill. We can't. I'm, I'm with you. That fucking guy. No, no. Listen, you need a real man. I'm the greatest fucking manager in the country. You ever heard of Tuna Maxwell? No. All right, how about Harry Bullocks? Oh, I think I may have heard of him. Gary Stairway? He's a magician. His kids fucking hate him. I ain't heard of any of those, Bill. Listen, honey, I want you, now. I can have any chick I want. I'm Billy fucking burnt. You know the one I want. I wanted you when I first saw your webcam shows. You ate a box of donuts and you bent over and showed me your fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got garlic sauce and rubbed it all over, didn't I? Garlic! Garlic! Garlic, shut the fuck up, I got this! You can have this, Bill. Why don't you just subscribe to my OnlyFans? Why the fuck would I pay money to watch you eat a fucking BLT on a fucking toilet when I can have the real thing? Okay, Bill. I'm willing and able. Let me get me BLT ready. You just made the decision of your fucking life. Let's do this. I'm going to take my fucking trousers off. <laughs> I am worried about Jedo. That talentless piece of shit, don't you fucking worry about him. After we're done, you'll be questioning why you ever let that hairy motherfucker anywhere near you. I swear to God, as soon as I get the fucking chance, I'm going to drop that hack from my books and take the biggest shit of my life on his fucking doorstep. Oh, how are you, Billy? <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, what the fuck are you doing here? It's a good question, to be fair. Uh, I swam over from Casabar uh, to see the one. You'd have to go around Ireland. <laughs> You're gonna take a train to Dublin or Belfast. You make silly decisions. (laughs) To see the woman I love. What are you doing here, and and why why is your penis out? Oh, I I was just checking the temperature. My cock's a fucking thermostat. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) anyway, I gotta go. Fuck this. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Bill, here's that BLT. Oh, yeah. Where the fuck has Billy gone? I've missed you too, my love. Ow! What was that for? You're a wet fucking fart. What are you? I'm, I'm a wet fart, dear. You know what, you're, you're not too bad. Really? Yeah. Do you want to watch me eat this BLT on toilet and you can tell me a blue joke? Yes, dear. I'd love that. Oh, that was nice, wasn't it? <laughs> the music was. <laughs> It's like a proper, uh, it's like a film almost. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, before we end, Jer, uh, I know we're pushed for time here, but do you want to apologise at all for all the other podcasts you've been on lately? Why? Why would I? Well, it just feels a bit of a betrayal of this show, don't you? Yeah, but they're better. What? They're just better, aren't they? When? They're prepared. They're not coming later and they all started on time. Since we did have a slide whistle or anything? There was no slide whistle. Exactly. But it's a bit, I think it's a bit of a disgrace that you have all these other podcasts. Well, look, I have some exciting podcast news. Christ, you, you didn't go on any more podcasts, did you? You didn't like, you weren't on up to 90 or anything, were you? I wasn't on up to 90, no. An improvement for that podcast, I'll tell you this, would be if it was only up to 90 seconds long. That's, <laughs> <laughs> or I bet you were, you're on the Two Johnnies podcast, were you? What's that? I thought that's what you were when you want to make no, sure you What's your podcast it. news? Look, I finally have a big name guest. On my serious interview podcast, you know the one that I do. Oh Jesus, not that! You know again. my podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one wants to hear a serious interview. But with Blind Boy, they do. Everyone loves Blind Boy. Blind Boy. Yeah. I do, I do like Blind Boy now. Yeah, don't you? 
like I actually I actually don't watch the news anymore I just listen to Blind Boy because uh, he tells you I like, I like him because he'll tell you things he half remembers reading while stoned the night before <laughs> and I put all my money into his Patreon you yeah. know like yeah somehow you're broke yeah we, we should get a Patreon uh, yeah, okay. do you have a clip of the Blind Boy gig yeah I think so <laughs> <laughs> I'm absolutely delighted to welcome singer, podcaster, writer and philosopher Blind Boy to the show. Thanks for being here, Blind Boy. Um, what do you think of my podcast? Uh, I've sent you a few of these to listen to. It's, it's something I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. Great banter, Mr. Blind Boy. But let's get serious now. How do you handle fame and maintaining good mental health? And a crucial element of uh, maintaining good mental health is to have a healthy sense of self-esteem. The key to good self-esteem is to never give any value on yourself based on external things, based on the approval or disapproval of other people. Sorry, but your bag That is, should not matter for self-esteem. Your bag is just making a lot of noise there. Like, Would you mind just not scratching your, your face, whatever? That'd be, that'd be great, pal. Um, look, I, I, don't, I don't think anyone heard your answer there, if you wouldn't mind. Repeating it. I, I think you're a cook. Oh, hang on there now. Like that, that can mean two different things. Like a cook could be someone who's good with food, you know, or it could be a weak man who lets his partner sleep with other people or just so that people don't get confused. I want to make it clear. Like I don't have a kitchen. Seriously, could you stop with, with the fucking scratching? Like now then here's something I've been dying to know. Where did you get the idea for horse outside? I think you're a cunt. Didn't seem to go to plan, that. That was according to plan. It's fine. Right, well... Okay, before we go, Jer, um, people do like to hear your voice, and I, I've been taking the piss. Uh, why don't you tell us all the other podcasts you've been on so people can look you up? Really? Seriously, yeah? Seriously, yeah. Yeah, legit. Legit, to end this. It's our 90th episode. Okay. I don't care. Fine, That's fine. Um, well, speaking of 90, I was on a podcast about crime a few weeks ago with, um, with Julie J. Uh, I was on another one last week, actually. It was uh, the, the Michael Rice show. <laughs> um, I was on a football podcast with Stephen Mullen. Oh, sorry to everyone. I was on a sort of a quiz show type thing. Um, with, with, that was Tom O'Mahony's podcast. <laughs> and next week, though, yeah, next week uh, I was uh, I was supposed to be on this one, a serious one. It was about um, male masturbation, actually. Oh. Yeah, it was a serious podcast. But your man rang me today, and he said he's going to have to pull it. <laughs> More than one moose. <laughs>